pain is some serious business. It ain't everyone who knows what to do about it. Now I hear there's a podcast just about this. It doesn't talk of pain alone, but other interesting things distracting the mind from it. So I suggest you tune in to Outsmart the Pain and listen to what Karsten has to say about it. Get ahead. Get it done. Listen to the podcast and maybe change your life or someone else's. I am so happy to have you with me, Susanna. We already know a bit about you, but please tell me a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Well, I'm also very happy to be here. It's very nice to uh, talk to you, Karsten. Well, my name is Susanna, and I am a 41-year-old woman living in the southern parts of Sweden with my family, three children, husband, dog, house, <laughs> you name it. <laughs> is there a Volvo involved somewhere? No, Volvo. <laughs> uh, not not no that Volvo. Swedish. No, not that Swedish, you know. I run my own marketing and communications company for five years, but on full time since December last year, the focus on helping companies, their target groups in social media. Okay, so they try to find their audience, so to speak. Any subject or it has to be financial or health? No, or... anything. It can be companies who want help with their services or with their products. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. And before you started your company, what did you do? I've been employed within marketing and communications for more than 16 years in this field, working with different companies in different fields. What is the best thing about being your own? Freedom. Freedom. In mm. in what sense? Well, I got very ill a few years ago. I'm not 100% back again. To have my own company makes opportunities to recover, to do my exercises, to relax. The recover part is a very big thing for me. I have time for that now, so it's really nice. So you speak about your illness. What kind of illness was that? The word in English, I have no clue, but it's in Swedish, burned out. What happened was I did everything at the same time because I thought if I were more efficient doing everything at the same time, I would have more time to do all the rest. (laughs) And that I did for a very, very long time. I don't even remember when I didn't do everything at once. So I think it's been a part of my personality, still a part of my personality. But now I understand why I need to recover, which I didn't before. I thought I could just drink another cup of coffee or push in something else and everything would be okay. Now I know that is not true. (laughs) I didn't have time to take care of my body. Some people draw the parallel that we do multitasking like computers, that we can do many things at the same time. But the thing is, with computers, you have several processors that can work simultaneously. But we only have one brain. Listen to this. 
So I think nowadays we know that multitasking isn't really that you do things at the same time. What? You're just switching very rapidly between things. What? No rest and you don't feel finished with anything. You just jump between things. Oh. Also, you're never satisfied with anything because everything you do is not 100%. We had a talk in previous episodes with Professor Hedvig Söderlund, a professor in psychology, and she talked about her being burned out. And she said, And I've noticed that I have to, I have to monitor myself. I have to monitor my schedule, make sure that I don't have things every day. She said that one of her pieces of advice were to monitor yourself, that you don't do too much. And that sounds like something you can do now with your company. Is that true? Actually, that was a part of my recovery. The first thing my fantastic HR person said was just do nothing. And I didn't understand actually what she meant. You had never done that before? No, never ever. That was not a part of life for me. Doing everything, that was me. It's still me, but in another sense, mm. uh, a better way. Well, and she said, do nothing. Well, I need to do something, otherwise I won't recover. <laughs> it took some time for me to actually understand the meaning of that. But as I understood how to preserve my energy, to save it, to be able to do what I need to do and what I want to do, I started to see life in a different way with different eyes. And life is so nice with these eyes. I love it. It's, it's so nice. Because that was actually my follow-up question. If you feel that you lack something in life, that, okay, it's my second best life, but I, I can't do more than this. Or, or do you feel that you actually upgraded your life? My yeah. life is upgraded a thousand percent. My husband actually told me, I don't even remember when we fought the last time. I have no idea. I'm realizing that I was a big part of us having a lot of arguments, me and my husband, because I was so tired. I couldn't see my fabulous life I had, the fabulous life I had created with him. I was always looking for the next step. I enjoy life. So we don't argue anymore. <laughs> well, we do. <laughs> We're just normal people. <laughs> but life is so much easier now and so much more satisfying, happier. Uh, it's rich. My life is rich now. Yeah. Well, well, not to do too much advertising about my book, but actually the title is Reprogram Your Brain and Get a Richer Life. Mm -hmm. But a small chapter is about relatives. And I write something like, you need to be a support for someone who has, in, in this case, pain. But you don't need to be like a superhero either. I mean, a relative that every day needs to be in close contact with someone who does have these problems, it, it does take a toll. You, you get tired yourself and so you, you don't have to go into details. But how did you and your husband manage this whole situation, if you can dwell into that? I, I we have three children. And my husband took all of them and he did a lot of things, a big part uh, of my recovery, actually, because he took the kids, 
going away with them so I could have quiet moments because when you have three children in the house, there is never a quiet moment. The best word they know is mom. I would love to count how many times I hear that word every day. Mom, 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 mom. So he made it possible for me to sleep, to recover and to have time to do nothing actually hmm. to not hear the word mom not even once for at least a few hours and sometimes in, in my field i see burned out symptoms very close with pain and we haven't been talking about pain you and me and and actually some of my episodes won't even talk about pain because this is you know interesting subjects that sometimes just distract your mind from it uh, but in your case was pain in any way related to to your burnout yeah totally <laughs> oh <laughs> the year before my burnout i was at my parents house and my legs just i just fell down totally and my back just didn't lift me anymore like you lost your power yeah so to speak yeah okay. and i was in so much pain so much pain so i couldn't stand up crazy because i i could do everything at that time i i was a power woman with no limits my sister and my father almost carried me to the car and i drove 45 minutes to my town to just get home with two children in the car and i called my husband during the way, asking him if he could see if we had any painkillers in the house, because I think I need some, which I also never ever took pills, hmm. because why? The day after was even worse, so I had to go to the emergency. I got pills I never even could ever have imagined there existed. And then the doctor told me, you can't go to work. I was home for a few weeks. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't stand up. I couldn't sit. Then a week or two after my son, he was then eight, fell down from a tree, injuring his leg very, very bad. And he got a cast from his foot up to his uh, hip and couldn't move. And my husband just had a new job. And I told him, you go to your work, I will manage. My son couldn't even go to the toilet himself and I couldn't walk. I felt that it was so important for my husband to go to his new job. I would never do it again. When I think about it, it feels like it was another person. It wasn't me. I, I would never do that to, to myself, to my son, to my husband again. He would never do that to me. And I wanted just to have a quick fix, but I didn't look at myself and, and actually what I did or did not do to myself. Mm. I was pushing myself that much. So I didn't have the time to recover my back. And I just took all of the pills to, to get back to my job as soon as possible. And then my youngest, <laughs> she was five at the time. She also broke something. She also got a cast. You seem to be a very violent family. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like someone tried to, to wake me up. 
to get me to slow down, to understand what I needed, but I just didn't understand. I was still a mom of three, a super wife, and a full-time working mom. The only thing I asked for help with was someone to clean my house every second week. That, that's it. I did everything. I carried all the burden on my shoulders until I broke down totally. A colleague of mine just asked me, as always, oh, hello, good morning, how are you today? And I just started to cry. That's actually exactly the same way our professor Hedwig said that someone just asked her, how are you doing? And that's the point where she just broke down. So I guess there's a tipping point somewhere and yeah. you got it there. So yeah. uh, just to fast forward, you're, you're much better now. I'm a little bit curious how your children have looked upon this recovery of yours. Have they seen it as a disease that you had or, or were you just uh, being down or, or is it just the Superman mom coming back? It's a very interesting question, actually, because I was really afraid of telling my children about this because I didn't know how to. I didn't uh, know how to explain to a five, eight and 11 year old what was wrong with me because I didn't understand myself. Uh, for a very long time, actually, I didn't accept what happened. I started to Google how to tell your children. There were actually books about this. So I went to the library. I asked my husband to read it because I was not in any way of reading a book at that moment. What it said was just try to make your children understand that mom is tired. It will get better. But at the moment, she's just not there. She's there for you to give you hugs. But when she says, I need to rest, I need to rest. If I was up with them for 30 minutes, I slept for three hours. It was a big change for the whole family. It's been a very good change for the whole family. You, you can come out stronger of something like this. Yeah, because you need to get you to know yourself. Mm. Why did it become like this? It sounds harsh if people are listening, feeling like this, but you need to understand why you came to this point, pushing yourself, not listening to all the signals your body gives you, not understanding why you're pushing yourself. I went to a very nice psychiatrist. I've tried to talk to people before, but she made me understand why I reacted, why I did, why I was fighting, doing everything myself. I started to go to this therapy and I was reading things and I did my research. I understood that this kind of therapy was something that I would benefit from. So this kind of therapy was amazing. I wish someone would have told me about this before or that I would have the time to, to do this research for myself. I went there and in the beginning, it was so hard to go there because I really had to look into myself and understand things. But now that's the best they invested money and time I've ever, I would do it all over again. 
So investing in yourself is very important, really. So now you work with the communication mm. and you seem to be very, very positive. Never any trouble in, in the official way that we see you. And uh, talking about social media, uh, I guess that many companies have a very well-derived strategy on how to look on social media. If you have someone who is thinking about using social media more to be seen, do you have any suggestions on how to look upon social media? Is, is social media something good for us or is it just bad? Is it just for businesses? What are your thoughts about social media? Very good question, Karsten. <laughs> In my personal life, when I'm not a business owner, I try not to use social media because of a lot of reasons. Listen to this. People tend to just show one part of their life in social media, which can be very hard to see if you're not in a good place. Why should you live your life on social media? But for companies, social media is the perfect platform to be able to uh, attract companies. I want companies to understand that to be able to reach out, social media is a very, very good way to do it because it's 24-7 every day of the year. You can save a lot on other marketing activities because people are using social media and they will never stop. And if you are there, not aggressive, but if you have a nice strategy that fits you and your company, it will be fun. And I'm having so much fun talking to people that, that resonates with my story that want to work with me because I'm trying to lift the positive things, but I'm also very open with what, with my background, what happened to me and why I started my company because it's a big why my health. And that's why I started my company. So I actually push people being active on social media to do their thing. Well, that were some excellent pieces of advice, actually, that you can make things personal on social media, even though it's so big and huge. Just be yourself, be the one you need to be officially, but don't overuse social media in private. Sounds like your advice, right? that's a good conclusion but if you like social media <laughs> in private just mm -hmm. use it I, I work with it uh, every day the shoemaker's children never have the best shoes I don't have the best social private media because I don't want to I don't need to I have a lot of nice friends uh, which I talk to on the phone or text or I try to see them when there is not a big pandemic <laughs> outbreak I don't need social media to get likes and comments on, on nice pictures. Don't get me wrong, I do use it, but not in the same sense as before. I can promise uh, 
my viewers or listeners that I won't post a video on me dancing. I, I don't want less people to listen to me. Never say that. <laughs> I would love to share and lift. I've met a lot of people through social media, actually. A lot of entrepreneurs, uh, a lot of people I never ever would imagine to meet if I hadn't been active on, on LinkedIn or, or Instagram. When I talked before with Hedvig Söderlund, she told me... I sit down on my paddleboard and I go out in nature on the water and I have my phone and I take photos. So that's another thing that I do. I take a lot of photos and I live in my own little bubble, you know. Mm. And if someone calls, I don't answer. because I... She told me that her way of recharging her batteries was to go out in the nature on a paddleboard, actually. What do you do to recharge your batteries or keep your spirits so high i don't go on the paddleboard because i just get upset <laughs> so i don't do that I, my balance is not the best uh, but the nature i live just around the corner of the forest and the sea i have a little chihuahua <laughs> so i i love to go out with him and it's really relaxing just walking just mm. with no purpose now when my children are a bit older it makes it possible for me to binge watch series do you have a favorite I, series then i don't want to scare people but <laughs> i love watching uh, documentaries about homicides oh i think you're not alone there actually no. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise they, they wouldn't make the series if if only you were watching Oh, really? Mm. You're sure? <laughs> I think if I would thinking about studying again, I would definitely become some kind of a psychiatrist, something in the criminal field. Forensic medicine. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, not that. Well, it maybe it tickles our mind to listen to or see something that we couldn't really do and try to get into their brains. How, how is it possible, actually? Exactly. So. How is it possible to do this? And trying to not get caught, mm -hmm. trying to convince people. Very strange. Listen to this. We hear a lot of interesting things and maybe you think that I don't remember everything and do I need to listen to this many times. I do take episodes and think about my own thoughts about our conversation and uh, I would really suggest that you listen to that. It comes one week after the episode and I will tell you in conclusion, what we talked about and what I think about it. So head on to that episode when you can. So do you have any special plans for the future uh, and your company maybe? Or, or do you have any dreams when the pandemic is over or at least under control in the world? I don't want to overconsume things. The environment is very big to me. But I actually want to travel again. The reason for that is that my only sister I have lives in Israel. I haven't been able to go to her for a long time. I miss going to her house, seeing the family she has there, her dog. My husband doesn't have any siblings, but his best friend, who is like a brother to him, lives in America. So very close people, family around the world. All over the world. Having my own company makes it more possible for me to go when it fits me, not when it fits my employer. So when it's possible again, when it's easier again, I will go.
as soon as possible. <laughs>A lot of things have changed during the pandemic. For instance, physical meetings have changed into digital meetings. How do you think the world will be after the pandemic? Will we go back like we used to do? Or will we suddenly sit at home instead of going to conferences? Uh, what do you think? Okay. I really love meeting people. And a lot of people really long to see people live, to meet them. And I think we need to still do that because we can't get the same feeling when you talk to someone with a computer screen between you. But I think you can meet people in a very efficient way without having to leave our house. You can have the life-work balance, which I think a lot of people have been missing out from. We will continue on this way after the pandemic also because of thinking about uh, the environment so susanna it has been such a pleasure talking to you as always i would like to make these episodes much much longer but we don't want to exhaust or burn out people listening to this do we of course so not no <laughs> no 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 maybe you listen to this commuting to your job or just before your work i just wanted to be the Swedish word lagom, not too long, not too short. Listen to this. If you think I should do it differently, just drop me a line. Thank you again for this excellent talk. And I hope that your company, Sefa uh, Communication, but Swedish spelling, .se, that you are uh, prospering in the future and that you will keep on your life on this level. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kasten. Everyone out there, be well and prosper.